Hi everyone, welcome to the 200th edition of the Digital Tourism Show. And in this video, I will be delivering my How to Rank on TripAdvisor workshop. This is the same workshop that I delivered at the Arrival event in Las Vegas last year, as well as a recent Travel Massive event. In fact, this video was recorded at our last Travel Massive event we did in Glasgow. So I hope you enjoy the video and you get a lot of insights from it. Okay guys, thank you again for coming today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you all. Um, please finish up the food because that's a mountain of food we need to get through, so please <laughs> feel free. Stuff your boots. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about TripAdvisor uh, and best ways to rank on TripAdvisor and basically how to manage TripAdvisor. Now, I'm just going to start off by saying we are in no way affiliated with TripAdvisor. Um, if anyone actually reads some of my blogs at the moment, I'm not their biggest fan. Um, but uh, they do provide a lot of... What they do is good in terms of what they can do for a tourism business uh, and it should not, never be ignored in terms of what they can do. So, What you're going to learn uh, in this talk, hopefully, is why TripAdvisor is important. Understanding how TripAdvisor ranks your listings. How to ask for reviews, because believe, believe it or not, that's one thing a lot of companies just simply do not do. Best practices for managing and responding to reviews. I'm going to show you some life, uh, real life examples with that. Top tips for generating positive reviews, some takeaways, and at the end we'll have uh, a bit of a Q&A uh, if anyone has any questions. Uh, and I'll also give you a link to a 12-part marketing series that we've created that everybody can get for free as well. So, so just before we start, just some of you don't know who I am. Uh, I've actually had 26 years experience in uh, sort of brand development and marketing expertise. I know I don't look it, but I've been working in the industry for a long, long time. Um, past four, uh, 12 years, we've been running uh, this company. Uh, and about seven or eight years ago, we purely, we changed the name and purely focused on tourism. Uh, and we used to do websites as well, but we actually sold that side of the business off um, just under a year ago uh, and purely became a marketing agency. Um, we have worked with some of the world's largest brands, uh, including Julia Travel in Spain, uh, Max Adventure and Greyline, who are the oldest and largest sightseeing company on the planet. Uh, we have customers across the globe. In fact, probably about 80% of our business is actually international. Um, across US, uh, USA, Europe, Asia, and we even get clients who do tours to the North Pole. Um, this has allowed me and my team to gain a lot of real insights into how destinations basically tick. So that's who we are very, very briefly. So why is TripAdvisor important? Well, I hate throwing stats out here, but this is, I'm just going to share three stats, which makes it the reason why I feel it's so important. They get 600 million, or the TripAdvisor holds 600 million reviews on its database. That's an obscene amount of reviews. Nearly half a billion people go to TripAdvisor every single month. And 93% of travelers say reviews are an important part before purchasing any product, any tour, any activity. But forgetting all the stats, the most important part is reviews build brand trust. Without reviews, without good reviews, without that brand trust, you're never going to sell a product at the end of the day. So this is why reviews are so important to building your brand. But I do get asked the question, because of what TripAdvisor is doing in the industry, and I'll come on to that in a sec, is TripAdvisor still independent? 
Well, TripAdvisor, for those that don't know, they, uh, they, get purchased, they purchased Viator, which was a booking platform. Uh, then they uh, purchased uh, Bocon, um, which is another booking platform, so they could offer integrated bookings within the TripAdvisor experience. Um, that had a good side and a downside. It means that everybody could have an integrated booking system. Customers were great. They could book straight on TripAdvisor. And from a customer point of view, that is brilliant. But it was at the detriment to suppliers, in my opinion, and to certain certainly certain to what they've done. To give you a brief example, um, a couple of months back at the arrival event, uh, Desmond Haplin, I think his name was, from TripAdvisor Experiences, he actually announced that anyone who is using Bocon would get preferential rankings on TripAdvisor by using that system, which basically would mean TripAdvisor rankings are no longer based on merit, but on who you use. Um, luckily, a couple of weeks ago, that was actually reversed because they realized the, um, the monumental, well, they did, um, basically. So uh, luckily that was reversed back, but so, in terms of, are they still independent? In terms of a business, no, they're not. They're there to make money at the end of the day. No, I know one business who, TripAdvisor did a, 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 an experiment on one of the, on the listings where they get rid of all the contact details, so you had to book through TripAdvisor. One business I know who relied quite a lot on TripAdvisor, which you should never do in a business, um, they lost 45% of their sales when they did that. Uh, within that month that happened. Um, they did bring things back, but TripAdvisor will experiment, they will do things which could have a detriment to your business, so never completely rely on any OTA, whether it's TripAdvisor or Get Your Guide or anything like that. So in terms of business, no, they are not independent. They are there to get your money, they're there to get customers' money, and they're there to take as much money as they can from the suppliers. But in terms of their, their reviews, very much so independent. You know, people go there because it's, it's written by real people, for the most part, written by real people who have experienced a, a tour or a product, and that is what is the main focus that people should be, uh, businesses should be focusing on, is that aspect. They shouldn't really care too much about what the actual TripAdvisor as a business is doing, unless it has an adverse effect on them. Think about it in the reviews, and it's the reviews that are the more important part. So understanding how TripAdvisor ranks your listing. This what, TripAdvisor didn't really communicate, when they did a big algorithm change, they didn't really communicate what it was they were actually doing. Um, but they eventually came out with this statement. In this recent update, the aim is to do a better job of measuring consistency so that all types of properties, large or small, independently or centrally managed, have the same opportunities to succeed on TripAdvisor. This means business owners will see shifts in their positions, some moving up, some moving down, in the rankings depending on how their businesses around them are shifting. So, in layman terms, think of it as Google rankings. If you are putting out lots of good content, if you're getting lots of good reviews and they're high ranked in terms of the, the, the reviews that you're receiving, you will move further up. And it's obviously, it, it, there's, there's three differentiations, for, uh, three, the three aspects of this uh, in terms of, I can't say that word, three aspects, I guess a Scottish thing, you roll your arms. Um, th three aspects uh, to what this is. One is quality, one is recency, and is one is quantity. That is the three aspects of how you're ranked on TripAdvisor. So let's look at the first one, which is quality. Goes without saying, the, four, the more four to five star reviews, the higher you will rank if you do not have lots of one to two or even three star reviews. I'm gonna show you a quick example. So this was uh, when I did a search um, uh, when I was at Las Vegas of things to do in Las Vegas. So the top three were, uh, the first one you can see there, had just over 1,600 reviews, uh, four star. Uh, the second one, uh, three and a half star review uh, rating, 
that had over 4,000 reviews. And the third one was actually a company that only had 90 reviews, but it had five stars. So what that clearly shows is someone who has a higher ranking mark, even though they have less reviews, is ranking first. So let's break it down. So you can see that the second company actually has more four to five star reviews than the first one. But if you actually look at their terrible and even poor reviews, that those two added up together actually outstrips their excellent reviews. And in fact, even if you look at the terrible reviews of 640, they have more terrible uh, reviews than good, uh, very good reviews. So that, that sort of makes sense that they're not ranking higher because their poor and terrible rankings are, well, terrible. Um, the other company is purely not in second position, purely with the amount of, the amount of reviews they've got, and that is what it comes down to. So there's other aspects of how it ranks you. Reviews must also have uh, more than one word reviews or short sentences. They must have meaning. Now, this is obviously harder to manage because you're relying on your customers leaving a review. But there is ways you can try to encourage them. But let me show you what's a, a bad, good review. I always have to get that bit right. Great trip and combination of helicopter and boat trips. Five star. That's really not enticing. Nobody's going to look at it and go, I'm going to buy that. No, it's never going to happen. Here is a good review. I'm not obviously going to read out the full thing, but five stars. Someone's actually taken the time to mention the tour guide, mention the destination, what actually happened on the tour, even that they, had, they couldn't see some of the sites because of Carol the Fog, they call it that for whatever reason. Um, the, the driver took them out to another uh, aspect which they could sort of see, and that is why they gave them a good review, because the reason why they gave us a five-star review was down to the tour guide. It was a tour guide that allowed them to have a great experience and that is why they've left a five-star review and a glowing reference for that tour guide. Now, this is one of the aspects that I always say, and it's maybe something I'll come on to later on, is that people will not leave a five-star review or leave a review at any kind. 90% of the time, they won't do it for a business, but they will do it for an individual. This is why your tour guides are so important. Having a tour guide or someone who's taken that, you know, is at the forefront of that experience, people will leave a review for them. So getting to know that tour guide by first name basis will allow them to leave that review, but they won't necessarily do it for an actual business. Because I would even have your tour guides going saying, oh, if you leave me a review, no good or bad, leave me a review, it'll really help me in the business. I might even get a wage rise and make light of it, make a joke of it. People will leave a review for them. So. Photos are massively important in leaving uh, reviews. People buy people, I mean, we should all know that by now. Uh, showing people have a good time, that review that we just showed there. Look at that, there's photos. We know this is actually one of our clients, so we know that the, looking at the stats for this review that I did um, before I did this presentation, that review has helped drive other, review, uh, other sort of bookings, etc., to that customer. So this is how important these things are. We're going to look at recency. This is a very short one, there's not much to it. The more recent the reviews, the more ranking weight TripAdvisor will give you. Again, I like when you're doing um, Google rankings and you want to get up in the, the search rankings, putting out good content on a regular basis will help you get higher rankings. It is no different to TripAdvisor. Especially now that TripAdvisor have their own social platform, it's going to become even more important. You must keep asking for reviews to stay relevant. The amount of businesses who simply at the end of a tour, a product, or the hotel stay at who simply just don't ask the customer for a review is shocking. Most businesses don't do it. Simply just by asking the question, do you mind leaving a review? 
It's a simple couple of, couple, no, having a quick conversation with someone, it's not very hard. Quantity. Now, this is one of the main changes in the algorithm, uh, which was to stop new businesses rising quickly uh, for only just a few good reviews. You don't need hundreds and thousands of reviews. You just need more four to five star reviews and less negative reviews than your competitors. So let's go back to the example I showed earlier on. But let's take, take the first two. So that was uh, the, the, the ratings they have for each of the excellent, very good, etc. So let's, this, what I'm about to do here is not scientific in any stretch of the imagination, but it does sort of highlight how this could possibly work. So first company had 887 45 star reviews, and they had 245 1 to 2 star reviews. This leaves them a score of 642. I'll come back to the average, uh, average ones in a minute. The other company, using the same spec, actually had uh, a little bit more in terms of the figures. They had 659. But if you actually look at the average reviews, company one had 116, company two had 381. I think it's clear to see that that is the reason why the other company is in position one and they're in position two. It's, that's how, how the algorithm works. And if you look to that as a percentage of the total, it's not that different. People look at the, that, and TripAdvisor are quite clever in this way, people look at, oh, that's got a five-star review, or that's got a four-star review, or a three-and-a-half-star review. But if you actually look at, if you click into that and look deeper, and the thing is, which customers who are savvy will look at, they will look to sort of see what is, the, what is the, the latest reviews. You could have 900 five-star reviews, but that could have been from five years ago. Someone will look to sort of see how relevant they are, and they could all be, for the last couple of months, could all be terrible. So this is why you have to keep on top of things. So how do you generate reviews? As I said, simply ask at the end of your tour experience. It's not hard to do so, but a lot of people don't do it. Some booking platforms provide this service. So if someone makes a booking, I know of a few booking platforms that at the end of that booking, it automatically knows the time that that's meant to finish and it will send them out an email to say, please leave a booking or leave a review. So some, uh, some systems do that. TripAdvisor tools, um, Review Express, TripAdvisor's own tools, have lots and lots of tools that you can use to help generate reviews, put things on your website, etc. lots of widgets and that type of thing. You should be doing, using as many of these tools as possible. Customer surveys, some companies will put out a survey first before they ask for the review, um, and that, does, that allows them to sort of see how they've operated in terms of their business, in terms of their guides, but also gives them an inkling of what they can expect when someone leaves a review. Email confirmations, every time you send out an email, have a link on there for someone to leave a Google review. Even in your email signature, it's a, a, a TripAdvisor review, have it in your email signature. It should be there all the time. You should put it in people's faces all the time. Have that link everywhere that you basically put out communications. After trip follow-up, again, just at the end. Competitions, this is a funny one. You are not allowed to run a competition Specifically saying that they'll win a prize if they leave a review, but if you run a competition for another prize whatsoever, you can then, within that messaging, sort of say, "No, oh, thank you for, for, leaving, uh, for leaving your entry for the, for the competition. Um, and this would go out to people who obviously you've already had as a customer. Um, at the end of that, you can then say, "No, oh, thanks for, leaving, uh, for entering the competition. Oh, have you actually managed to leave us a review? And again, give them a link to the TripAdvisor. 
because what you're doing is you're not specifically saying that that will give them an entry into the competition. But in some customers' mind, they might think, oh, if I leave a review, I might get a better chance of winning that. It's not, but it gives them that, and it's, it's a way to get around it. Again, with your customers, you can upload all them to Facebook, um, all their uh, email information. A $5, five pounds, five euro a day ad running on Facebook, targeting specifically those customers who you've had in the past. Just to remind them, we're still here, can you please leave us a review? There's nothing wrong with that, and for a very small budget, a day, you could be doing that for a week, two weeks, or indefinite, however your budget works. And when asking for a, a review, make it personal. Again, mention them by name, no, make it, no, their tour guys' names, make it as personal as you possibly can. So responding to reviews, why? Again, this is a bunch of stats, I'm just going to bring them all up. But you can sort of see there that the more you respond to negative and good reviews, the higher your ranking tends to be. It's just simply nice to say thank you and ask at the end of the day for a review. So if someone leaves you a review, simply say thanks, no message them back, that type of thing. Don't just ignore it. Because when a customer, potential customer comes onto that, they'll see how active you are. And if they can see somebody's leaving, taking the time to leave you a review, not even having the decency to say thank you to them, they're going to think negatively on your business. Responding to bad reviews. Don't take it personal. I know it's hard. I know sometimes you just want to swear at them and tell them to go somewhere, but don't make it personal. Because remember, the reason why I'm saying that is, is someone can leave a really sort of nasty response or something that's maybe not quite customer sort of focused. You know what's happening between you and that person who left the review. You, know, you might know who the customer is because sometimes you don't know their name. You know what's happened within that situation. But someone three months down the line, a year down the line, isn't going to have a clue what the hell happened there. So always be as positive as you can. Be positive. So what I'm going to show you here is a true, this is quite a famous one, so some of you may know this. This is a true bad review, and unfortunately it's actually for somewhere in Glasgow. It's called The Georgian House. They left a one-star review. Uh, I won't go read the whole thing out, but basically they said there was stains all over the floor, the place was dirty, the windows wouldn't shut, it was really noisy. Um, it was somebody from Amsterdam, it looks like, who actually stayed in the place. Um, they had an absolutely terrible experience. But what was, I wouldn't say funny, because it's not funny, but what, what I will say is it was a response that they got, which is, never do this. With only one person to look after, after the place, what do you expect? Think about what you paid. That was the owner's response. So basically you're saying that you're understaffed and you get what you pay for. So yeah, what do you expect? It's, yeah, that, other customers coming on to that will say, well, why would they stay at your place? Because you obviously don't look after your customers. You're understaffed. What's the point? So that's not how you respond back to a bad review. And this is a, that is a real life review. This is how you should respond. Uh, one company I found who got a one-star review, they, they, they weren't happy with what they got. To be fair, in the, the company who ran this, the person who re left the review, it was like a, a pod that they were in and they were, they were sharing it with someone who they didn't know. Apparently the person they were sharing it with was drunk or something like that, so it, obviously it was the company's fault that it happened, but still, they left the review. Um, but the company who left uh, the, the sort of feedback to that basically said, 
Thank you for sharing your experience with us. I am very sorry to learn about your experience with us on the high roller. That is certainly not a standard and we wish to speak with you directly concerning your time with us. Please feel free to contact us on, give the email address, at your earliest convenience. That is how you should respond. That is basically trying to take ownership of what their experience was. Now, leaving a contact detail to sort of say get in touch, the customer probably won't get in touch. If, uh, in fact, if you actually know who that customer was, I would be getting in touch with them immediately. But that is how you should respond. Exactly, exactly. And someone coming to this will say, right, that company's trying to rectify whatever happened at that point. Responding to good reviews. Do not cookie cut responses. Show you care. Again, make it personal. Um, I wish I actually took a screenshot of it because I can't find it again, but I, I came across a, a TripAdvisor uh, listing of all the different reviews and every single response was exactly the same. It was cut and paste job. It's a lazy way of doing it. It shows you don't care. You're just, you're just trying to get something in there quick. You're trying to cheat the algorithm. Yeah, don't do that. Say thank you at the end of the day. Make it personal, use first names. So go back to that uh, earlier uh, example that I had. No, the person who left the review mentioned Per, who was the tour guide. They mentioned the destinations, they mentioned everything that they, they, they saw within that. So that was the review they had. The response, hey Karen, it sounds like you had a blast with Per. Sorry to hear that Carol the Fog was hanging around during your stay, or during your tour, but glad it didn't ruin the bonus stop of the Golden uh, Gate Bridge. Thank you so much for taking the time to let us know how your experience on our famous tour was. It really is helpful in making sure our, ex uh, our future travellers have as much fun as you. Great way to respond. Absolutely great way to respond. And that's how you should be re responding. They've made it personal. They mentioned the, uh, personal, uh, the, the customer by name. Uh, they, they mentioned the destinations. And they're actually putting a little bit of marketing in there saying, this is our product. This is where we went. This that's how you should respond. Now, this is just something I quickly wrote up. Again, don't cookie cut it. But again, along these lines, dear guest, wow, thank you so much for your wonderful remarks. It's always a pleasure to have you as our guest. I'll be sure to share your comments with, putting the tour guy's name, and the rest of the team. They will be happy to know that they made your, of your product and tourers, experience a memorable one. We hope to see you back at, whatever the destination is, very soon, Chris. Something along those lines is what you should be doing. Ask the question if it wasn't a five-star review. Ask the question if it wasn't a four-star review. Most businesses don't do that. They get the review and they go, okay, right. But if nobody's left a five-star review, and you reply back to them, ask them, why wasn't a five-star? What could we have done to make it better? If anything's going to give you feedback on how you can improve your product. But people don't ask. So, some quick takeaways. Ask customers for reviews when they check out or finish your tour or activity. <coughs> Recent reviews carry more weight in your rankings. Send a thank you email with a link to your TripAdvisor page. Always monitor your reviews and you should be doing this on a daily basis. Spend half an hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can spare, keep on top of, of all your reviews. Use social media, direct, uh, direct customers to your uh, to uh, uh, TripAdvisor listings. Always share your guys' names, uh, guys' names. Make it personal. Display your TripAdvisor awards everywhere because that helps build trust. To give an example of this, um, I know, and it happens with most businesses that we've came across with, they have five-star reviews, they have the badge of excellence from TripAdvisor, but it's at the footer of their website. 
That should be, as soon as somebody lands on your home screen of your website, that should be prime in place at the top. That is your seal of approval. That is your badge. Have you that there? And people go, okay, this is a company I can trust. But they have to find it as by scrolling round down reams and reams of information to see it in the footer. Either that is, it is in the header, but it's a tiny, tiny wee logo that nobody can really see. Have the badge there on your homepage as soon as they land on the homepage. Respond to all negative reviews. Never leave one out. But above all else, you've got to provide a great service from start to finish. Without that, everything I've just said means nothing at the end of the day. So again, I've got a, we've created a, 12, a free 12-part marketing series. That's just some of the things that are in it as well. It's completely free. Feel free to sign up for it, download it. You get one every month. Um, in fact, one every week, I think it is actually. Um, and yeah, and you'll get all these guides. Um, again, I can send all this out later on, but feel free to download it. They're all free, written by myself and the team, etc. Um, there's a brand workshop in there as well. Which, so if you're wanting to try and find your USP, that type of thing, you can use that between you and your team. In fact, that document printed out amongst all your team Get them to go away separately, fill that out, come back. And what you might actually surprise is how different everybody thinks your brand actually is. So it's, it's a good thing to do. And I obviously run a Facebook group page called The Digital Tourism Show. I've actually produced over 200 videos of free marketing advice. Feel free to do a search on Facebook, find that, join the group. There's loads of different businesses on there, uh, all chatting, all looking for advice, all helping each other. So feel free to join. So thank you. If anybody's got any questions. We have not been sending out follow-up emails to our um, tour attendants, okay. and we're getting ready to start doing that. Our discussion has been, how do we prioritize which review sites to ask people for reviews? Because there's Facebook, Yelp, TripAdvisor, mm -hmm. Google, and we're afraid that if we send all four links out, we'll get nothing back. Yep. Um, because no, that, is a, that is a very good question. It's one I do get asked quite, uh, quite a lot, especially after what TripAdvisor did recently, although they've reversed things and that sort of stuff. Um, TripAdvisor definitely is still a very, very important platform. Um, the other one I would say on top of that is Google. Because what's happening with Google is a lot of the booking platforms, and it's one of the reasons why things like TripAdvisor and Booking.com are buying all these different booking platforms, is the booking platforms are linking directly with Google. So if someone does a Google search, uh, for a particular product in a destination, that will show up on Google Maps and within the Google listings, and people will be able to book directly within Google without even visiting your website. So that's all coming within Google. In fact, it's there already. It's just a lot of people don't know about it yet because um, it's happening slowly. So I would say Google reviews. Sorry? So things like, you know, yeah, the booking platforms like Peak Pro or Tour CMS or ResDay or Resgo, all of them, Fair Harbor, all of them are, are linking directly in with Google. It's the reason why TripAdvisor and things are buying up, in my opinion, are buying up these. They've gotten a bit scared because it means they can bypass the OTAs, they can bypass your company's website uh, and go straight to Google and book directly in within Google Maps. That is the way the industry is going. Um, and so building up your reviews in Google, even just for rankings anyway, is the other platform we use. So that and TripAdvisor, I would, I would use. Some plat platforms like FIFO, for example, um, and Trustpilot, you can use them and that still counts towards your Google ranks as well, your Google. Reviews, so there's, there's various ways you can do it. I'm sorry, 
Yeah, I don't know of anything that does that off the top of my head. And I remember when I was at Arrival in Las Vegas, we did briefly speak about that. I think it's just, it's the time and money and research to actually do that. No, Alex, who we've got speaking in, uh, in January, he used to run a company called Tour CMS before he sold it off. He was the first one to use, link all the APIs to all talk together in terms of booking. So, no, TripAdvisor, Get Your Guide, all these things. That is what's needed for reviews, but it's money, it's time, and someone to actually do that. It's at the end of the bit, nobody's done it yet as far as I'm aware. So, customer preference then is to just to click on Google, so it's a map-based thing then? For well, that's what's happening there. So someone say for someone will do a search for whiskey tours in Glasgow. That will show up in Google listings and down the sides. Uh, if, it if your business is close by, it will show you your details and there'll be a book button there and people can book directly within Google. So yeah, that's, that's, it's already happening with uh, some of the booking platforms. It's going to become more, once customers know more and more about it, it's going to become more widespread. So, yeah. I've got three questions for family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So a customised tour, so mm -hmm. it's private tour, so it's small bit. Sure. Um, I seem to have got myself into, I'm not in the tours in Scotland, I'm in food and drink. Okay. In face in TripAdvisor listing. I don't know how to get out of that. So therefore, I think that if people were searching for, I could be wrong in this, but I think if people are searching for tours, I'll be bypassed. And I don't see myself as a food and drink provider. But... When I was telling TripAdvisor about what I did, um, I ticked all the boxes, trying mm -hmm. to be all things to all people. Yeah. And maybe I've come unstuck there. I want to know how to remedy it. That's my ah, first question. The second question. one is some of our customers mm -hmm. who are particularly off cruise ships, I'll say to them, How did you find me? Find me in TripAdvisor. Mm -hmm. I've done loads of searching on TripAdvisor and I can't find myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know how they work. Uh, and the last one is regarding the reviews, using the review express, mm -hmm. it says at the bottom of the review when the people do it, and this was done in collaboration or something with TripAdvisor, um, is that a negative? Uh, no, I would say so. I'm not to use the review express and have a more direct with the client? <laughs> I, well, that, but to answer that question, uh, I always say, and this goes for any OTA or any business, the best form of getting a customer is through your own marketing. If you can market your own website, get bookings through your own website, so you're not having to pay the commission to things like TripAdvisor or Get Your Guide, that is the best way of doing it. And it's a way, no, this business wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that. So I always say, no, too many people rely, they set up a business and rely too heavily on OTAs, and then before they know it, they're wasting half their money on commissions. Yeah, it might yep. not be working yep. that anyway. Right. Of yeah. In terms of your second question, I couldn't answer that one. Um, but the first question, you should be able to contact TripAdvisor to ask to get that changed. Um, and you would, you should select it to just, again, what we'll talk about in the branding aspect, be as niche and as specific mm -hmm. as possible. Um, if it's a food and drink tour that you're running, fine, I think you're in the right one for food and drink. Um, but if it's more than that, then yeah, change it. You should be able to contact TripAdvisor and they would change that for you. Okay. I'd be surprised if they couldn't. Um, if they can't, it's maybe, I don't know, how many reviews do you have? 25. 
So it's, 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 it's one of the reasons why I say don't completely rely on it, because TripAdvisor, get, they all have a mind of their own and they'll do their own thing. It suits their business at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but contact TripAdvisor, see what they can do. If they should be able to change it if it's not suitable. Um, okay. okay. Anything else? No? Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the time, so thank you. Thank you.